There is no phone ringing, damn it! What the hell are you talking about? You know what the hell she's talking about? Now, what in hell am I going to tell this boy Shaver's parents? That a substitute nurse assassinated him because she couldn't tell the doctors from the patients on the floor? My God! Okay. You let a woman beat ya. You little tiny nothing. Why did you move closer to me? Closer to Don't, you. Bob. Uh-uh. His name was Jeremiah Johnson. Norma Ray has been working since she was 16. And Jeff Goldblum is the psycho freak who's everywhere the action is. That's outrageous! You try one more goddamn stunt and I'll light up the fucking sky! I'd rather die running than be left here alone. Okay, but remember, serpentine! Absolutely. What a guy. You can fuck the lilies and the roses too. A decade under the influence. No rules, no limits. No wonder these filmmakers changed our world. Nightbeat with Rod Taylor. Wasn't it? Wasn't it? Now you wrecked it in he my mind. He died February of this year. All you Nightbeat fans out there, we know that it's 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 a good symbiosis of, of podcasts. Oh, we know it's just me. <laughs> we know it's just you. <laughs> no, the newscast proved other people cared about. Yeah, yeah, people showed. Well, I already forgot his daughter was on the, the phone. You can't be in the industry for seventy years and not have some people acknowledge <sighs> you. Hello and welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, we're going to do a review of Holocaust. It's going to be light-filled. A light, fun romp? Is that a what you... A romp of uh, a review of five and a half hours of this show. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, I was at work and I was talking to a guy I work with. And first off, he was like, oh, have you seen this movie? It's like a 70s movie. And I was like, of course you've never seen it. But I couldn't really remember it very well. It's called Looking for Mr. Goodbar. Oh, I remember that title. Yeah, but then I was like, oh, 77. He's like Diane Keaton and someone else. Oh, Richard Gere, I think. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. And then I looked it up, and it was like, you know, a woman goes, a school teacher finds uh, abusive men to date, and one of them finally murders her. Jesus. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's one of those movies that we don't watch. But he was like, no, it's really good because it's like queer content, but it's like bad representation queer content because the the one of the men she brings home can't get it up and he makes fun of her and he's actually closetedly gay, so he murders her because he, she makes fun of him. And they thought that this was yeah, he was like the queer representation. Like that could happen to me. What? <laughs> like what are you telling me about yourself right now? That's true, but it just it made me think that like you know, we're not against heavy things because uh, I was also telling someone in a Star Trek uh, Discord meetup thing, which is a nerdy thing that I do that, that helps uh, and it's very nice and they were like, you love everything. Is there anything you don't like? I was like, well, there's a lot that I don't like. <laughs> if I'm in a sci-fi fucking Discord meetup, I'm talking about the sci-fi that I love hanging out with you all, but I've explained, you know, what I've explained here, what we've explained here. I also sent the links to uh, that Siskel and Ebert oh, nice. about how there's specifically types of 70s movies that we don't watch because they're promoting a certain type of sick agenda, it's gross, glorifying, you know, the whole feminist backlash that we've talked about, but like, we can watch heavy movies. I have no problem. We watch a lot of heavy with, movies. 
what is that or this it's because it's like it's dark stuff but it's not in a way that's gross yeah i mean that's... whereas a lot of these movies these slasher movies are like no why, why would we watch that and i don't think watch? those are about heavy topics right they're well i mean murdering a bunch of people is <laughs> no, i don't know but they, it's, it's 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 like fantasy it's like someone's fantasy of murdering people that's yeah. not i mean that that's a heavy topic and like as in as much as like hey dive into the the mind of a serial killer and enjoy watching it. it in a way and it has yeah. a heaviness to it yeah I mean, no you're right but it's just it just made me think you know that like there's 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 differences it's also very two-dimensional generally, and I don't I don't give a shit about that. Like the the, the movies that we watch that are heavy, this movie, this ser- mini series included, is something that I, I think is much more like in depth and thoughtful. Yeah, and that's neat. I don't know. It just that's something that happened recently that I discussed. How was your week? Hmm. Either of you good weeks? Very very busy at work. Very very busy. I'm glad. What about you, Victory? Keep it busy. There it is. Perfect. <laughs> you don't have to. You can talk. I mean, you didn't just work this week. Um, but back to the. You were in. A, you were in a. Yeah. <laughs> back to the miniseries. Uh, I think the. It's it's beyond thoughtful. It's like it's very well researched. Um, yeah. I don't think that I. I mean, aside from like. A, I was just talking about general movie. movies. I haven't even started with the miniseries yet documentary like it's where for a series that's a dramatization it's it's the best research I've ever seen hmm yeah, yeah. and I think in juxt- juxtaposition to movies that people I don't know I, I also like when I talk to folks about it they're always like oh did you do this one and I'm like that's it's so funny that happens all the time like, I'm we're so salty for like People talking to us and giving us recommends. Why do they just keep recommending the shitty things? Maybe. <laughs> My other friend, another guy at work, recommends stuff like that too. He's like, "What are you talking about?" No. <laughs> anyway, let's get into this. Why not? Are you ready? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, we just ate, and so a little heavy. Yeah, I maybe made, made a little bit of a protein-rich lunch for that's us. all right i should have given a little, something a little bit more light a little roughage okay so i'm just gonna give like a little a shittily done overview of uh the mini series and then we'll discuss it and of course you can as we normally do fill in all the shit that i forgot holocaust 1978 full title is holocaust the story of the family Weiss, and that's exactly what it does dot 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 discuss now, like Roots, this aired for four consecutive nights from April 16th to April 19th in 1978. It was created uh, and written by Gerald Green. Oh my God, his wiki needs work. This sentence is just, it's the second sentence. It only works if I read something. Uh, it says he was a son of a physician. Um, doc, oh yeah, it says son of, son of a physician, Dr. Samuel Green. He was Jewish. That's like, it? What a funny sentence. <laughs> yeah, and like, there's not enough, you know, uh, stuff on Wikipedia about this this specific miniseries. I mean, it does a pretty good job of speaking for itself. But, you know, no commentary, no interviews that I was able to find on YouTube. And that was, you know, I like to like ride my bike around and it's nice to have something to play. And there was just nothing. Hmm. 
I mean, now people can listen to this if they like. Uh, still an interesting read says that he was credited with persuading the West German government to repeal the statute of limitations on Nazi war crimes. Not to jump too much, but when the Kristallnacht scene aired on German television, police station switchboards were flooded with confessions from people who had participated in the event that the statute of limitations had run out and no legal action could be taken at the time. The film was directed by Marvin Chomsky, whose work include Roots and Star Trek. We have been slowly reviewing his stuff. He won an Emmy for this, and his acceptance speech is one of the very few things that you could find on YouTube about this miniseries. Though at the time, the impact was huge. Adolf Eichmann's trial was on TV. Uh, then there was this, first of its kind, key in raising Holocaust awareness. Uh, the story takes place in 1935 and starts off with a wedding, many years before the war. But we do see the affect of negative propaganda and hate even then and there. We get most of our characters here. And although the Weiss family is fictional, Green's research, etc. was very good. And all the places and times are pretty correct as are the names of the Nazi leadership. I will quickly take us now badly through the basics. The story, uh, then of course we will discuss, focusing mainly on the miniseries, but also in a broad sense. Again, like in Roots. Gosh, I read that in New York City during the first broadcast, the water pressure dropped significantly during the commercial breaks due to many people using their toilets all at once. Okay, we have Joseph Bottoms here as Rudy Weiss. He's um, the son of Dr. Joseph Weiss and Berto Weiss, and Rudy provides this viewer, at least with the only hope, throughout the seven and a half hours of this, because he thankfully cannot fail. <laughs> uh, he, he wants to move early. He goes rogue, and then goes to Russia with resistance, uh, with his resistance love, and finally to, how do you say this, Sabor? Sobibor. Sobibor. I like when that came up, uh, Ashes, that you were like, oh, good, this is the one. Uh, but we'll get into it. Um, Sobibor, thank you. Uh, and the revolt there. Michael Moriarty plays Eric Dorf. Can he act or not? I kept asking that while we watched that. He is a friend uh, slash patient, or his wife was. Oh, my God, his wife. Uh, to Dr. Joseph Weiss, played by Fritz Weaver, who can act, I'm certain. Yeah. Dorf is drafted or groomed into SS and reluctantly, he says, rises to power and comes up with much of the genocidal ideas as they increase. Increase. Dorf's superior is played super well by David Warner, Ed Dillinger, and Tron. <laughs> His name is Reinhard Heydrich. Heydrich. Heydrich, thank you. Known in reality as the principal architect of the Holocaust and chief of the Reich security's main office. Anyway, Dorf tells Dr. Weiss he's lawful and cannot help as things worsen, so don't ask. Joseph and Berta are sent to the Warsaw Ghetto. There they reunite with cousin Moses Weiss, played well by character actor Samuel Sam Wanamaker. Moses, along with a kid, give us the revolt there in the... Um, Warsaw Ghetto. James Woods plays Carl Weiss, firstborn of Berta and Joseph. He marries Inga Helms Weiss, played perfectly by Meryl <laughs> Streep, who took the role to get money for John Cassell's cancer treatment. 
John Casale is Sal from A Dog Day Afternoon, who died after filming The Deer Hunter on March 13, 1978. Carl gets sent to Buchenwald, where Inga goes to find him and is not in it because she is Christian. She is forced to sleep with Heinz Mueller, the hateful guest at their wedding long ago, but continues to get, um, oh, but, but sleeps with him to get letters to him. Berta continues to teach in Warsaw, and Joseph can practice medicine. It gets worse and worse. Time goes on through the miniseries, takes us through Kristallnacht and the concentration camps and Cyclone B and everything. V, point, that's you, pointed out that all of the photos and archive footage was real. Time to discuss. Also, I forgot that Berta and Joe's daughter was super smart and was committed to a Nazi mental hospital where she and everyone there is killed and that James Woods and other artists smuggled out or tried to smuggle out uh, art about what was happening in the camps. Sorry, that was so long. Scott. No, it could have been longer for sure. Um, yeah, I wanted but, to give something to springboard off of. No, I, it wasn't perfect. But. No, I think you did a good job. I mean, lots of, it's, it's, it's a movie where all the characters spread out um, and so the the wrap up for a, what, a five and a half hour fucking movie or miniseries is going to be a bit scattershot. It's going to be a, a little all over the place. Well, each of the members of the family represents the the variety of experiences mm -hmm. that, that people have at the Holocaust. Exactly, and so we get to see. It's a cool idea. It's a very cool idea, and they do it really well. And I liked that. I liked. Um, that you could kind of see how, how they how they were moving through it. Uh, the series was done really well. It, it, it didn't appear when I looked it up like it had the biggest budget in the world. It seemed like it was well funded, but not like huge. Um, but they used every every bit of it. I mean, they really. Well, I like that they did have real footage because you're not going to have somebody lose forty pounds. That was brilliant the way that they savvy. that they integrated that stuff as like uh, the the reports coming back of you know where they were at and using those the 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 timeline factual pictures and, and videos for that in those in those reports that uh, Dorf is giving to yeah. to Heydrich. And most mm -hmm. of it is from um, the Baba Yar. Right. Occurs where there is like over a hundred thousand. I think it starts in a really smart place too, which, <clears throat> you know, the, the miniseries starts off showing uh, the wedding, but shows an integrated German family. They're not like, you know, really outside of, of Berliner society, right? These folks are like in it. They're in every way. Gentiles come and see them. You know, he's got a full practice that serves the community not just the, the Jewish community, which I think is, is a point that, that is made um, in some of the critical reviews I read of this, that, that at the time of like Jewish communities that were disparate through, through Europe and, and whole, Germanys were very like, a part, just in, integral in, in, into the community. They weren't like othered really harshly. And so the work of othering them and, and that, that process is really fucking intense. It's, I mean, it's, it's complicated, right? Like, the, um, 
the politics in Germany at that time, the Weimar Republic, was um, extremely polarized. Mm -hmm. The majority tended to be progressive. So the 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 majority of the parliament was, you know, like the largest party in parliament was the Communist Party, second largest, the Socialists, and then third largest was the Liberals, um, like liberal moderates. Um, and then you have a bunch of small right-wing parties. And um, the... Like there, there was a lot of anti-Semitism that was just baked into to German society. So there's definitely a lot of belief that you know the left is so powerful because you know the Jews are you know, this greedy cabal and they're like um, so at that time money lending for a profit was um, was considered a sin. Mm -hmm. Like Christians weren't. And then that was like one of the only ways that Jews were allowed to make money for like many generations. Like they could, they could be laborers, they could be peddlers, they could be rent collectors, and they could be money lenders. Uh, and so, because and when you think about like a lot of those jobs, like they're not you know, especially like <laughs> rent collectors, right? You know, they don't see their their actual landlord, what they see is a Jewish man coming to collect rent from them. So, like, um, a lot of people view Jews as, as, like, parasitic people or whatever. Like, similar to the way that most of Europe still looks at Romani people. Um, and, and even a lot of So it's there, but they're also they also really want like they don't see up until this time period they don't see Jews as a race per se they see it as a culture and so their idea is you know assimilate the Jews get mm -hmm. them incorporated into the culture and then they won't be you know quote unquote a social. And we see that in in the introductory scene where they're where they're talking about the different jobs. And Grandpa is a decorated war veteran from World War One. Right. Um, and something that that they point out because right, and he's a middle class merchant. But it, and it stands in contrast because you have like the the first uh, like SS officers and whatnot who are there at that wedding who are like, uh, could you pull back from the wedding because I think things might change. Um, but also getting schooled at the, at that because you know they're they're sitting there in the uniforms and he's like I, I proudly served I did all these things you know um, and and so they they show a moment of con of conflict as uh, they're they're like having that cognitive dissonance of like I value the service I value the uh, someone who who has come before me in this way but also at the same time like. This is, this person's a Jew, and that's that's you know all of my training says I can't trust this person. Are you 
Talk is right. still in and the beginning. Mm -hmm. Jews, like the the reason they lost World War One was because of um, political agitation by uh, a conspiracy of Jews and communists to rabble rouse and uh, keep people from you know enlisting or whatever. Yeah, that was really the problem. I try to take my glasses off in my hand. <laughs> weird sound. Well, you, I was saying, or I was, you know, because later, what, I liked what you were saying, both of you, but what, about, you know, the the, the World War One? because is that the guy later? Who's you know, when dragged doing, through the streets during Christmas? Well, yeah, when, yeah, they're doing that, and then, you know, they're like, they, they switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know, they're like, follow him, but then they, they I don't know, they're tar and feather him. Yeah, because they, they, they bring they him out, they, they beat him up, and then they put a drum on him, and they're like... Yes, yes. This way. I started thinking about that scene. That's much later. They're kind of connected. It is, but they are connected. Slow. I mean, the, the beginning of the film is does exactly what Victory talked about, and in that wedding scene, you can kind of you can see the way that they're going to branch out, and I think it's important to kind of get your head around that when you start off, because it's, it's a family, but more importantly, it is... These are the experiences from kind of all sides that we're going to follow through the, the rest of this thing. Yeah. And, I mean, if you think about it, it's not too dissimilar from right now. I mean, many people not. will go home for Thanksgiving and are sharing the table with open, over fascists. Yep. Absolutely. It's, it's true. I've been lucky. It's like didn't know how things were going to go. I mean, I have uh, a brother-in-law that voted for Trump, but that's it. Mm. And my son went off on him. <laughs> my aunt was just, like, talking about, like, getting in a car and going to, like, you know, take care of business or something. I was just like, this family's kind of close. <laughs> grateful for that. Um, I was thinking in the miniseries, you know, there's, like, when you're watching it, kind of like when, when, when people would watch Roots, you know, when we watch Roots with People would be like, you know, why didn't, why didn't they do this? And and in this one, you know, why didn't they leave early or whatever? Mm -hmm. the, the the doctor stays a long time, and I think there are people, and we know, you know, I had forgotten when I was doing the write up about the daughter that got sent to the institution. Mm -hmm. but like, there, I mean, Rudy took off. Rudy was like, you know, fuck this. Yeah, fuck this, and and they stayed. And it, it takes us through it very well, and it's interesting, but um, a weird connection that it was... They, okay, so that actually is brings up a, a really good point right there, because the one group that they kind of don't show, um, and it makes sense that they don't, is the folks who do fuck off early. Um, we don't get kind of their experience in this. Rudy, we get it from Rudy, but Rudy is there until right. his dad is deported to, uh, back to Poland. But people would stay. It's normal. No, I, I would absolutely. Say too, you're hoping that like this will end, right? Yeah. Well, absolutely. and they were taxed. They were taxed a, a quote flight tax. Mm. So you basically, if if you left, you left everything. They taxed mm. you of all of your wealth and money. So you like you could leave, but you were leaving nothing. Mm. Well, and they, they show that when um, when he's deported to Poland, right? And and they're they're arriving, and they're like, "Look, you get to walk across the border with ten marks. That's it. So if yeah. you have anything above that, we're taking from you." Um, 
but it, it kind of would have been nice just to get a little bit more, I, I think, it, and this is a really, really like picky note, uh, just would have been nice to get that flavor in there as well, since they are sort of like marking all the all the different paths. But I mean, you're not going to catch everything. It's a five hour, six hour miniseries. Yeah, but I mean, they caught a lot. They caught a and lot. We were affected for watching this for three weeks. It was just, I was ready to be done with the heavy <laughs> miniseries, but it was a very good job. I wanted to make one real quick uh, interesting connection before uh, yeah. we continue. Is that um, uh, I'm also watching the Orville for uh, with some of my sci-fi friends on uh, Discord chats, and we were talking about this episode from Unknown Grave where there's like this great robot revolt, and these robots are like slaves, and then they start to get super smart and start to revolt, and then they make this, they put this chip in them that will incapacitate them, and then everyone kind of gets into that, uh, the, the, the slave, the, the family that's enslaving this one robot that they're showing. They're, you know, being super sadistic, and they're like, you know, making fun of the robot for, for not doing anything. And it made me think of Roots, and it made me think of this, because they mention afterwards, you know, the robots uh, kill all of their, their slave owners in this episode, which is actually really good. But that um, there's that common dynamic is in, in slavery. The master finds the slave's helplessness repulsive. And even though he's the cause of it. And in this miniseries, the Nazis kept being like, why don't they fight back? Why don't they fight back? Right. And it was like that. that well, not just why don't they. use they... that as evidence of we're doing the right thing. They are an inferior race. Look at them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's and it's heavy, the same with the police. As scary well. stuff. Like, they're meant to be. And servants. they were fighting back. We saw the fighting back. And you're also hoping people will act like human beings. Well, yeah. it's funny. Like, they're carrying that. Really fight back. Fucking terrorists. <laughs> but I mean, and that's that's a, a really good point too. And, and we see that throughout. And you're right. They, they just sort of call that out like, oh, aren't we great? Aren't we great? But they're not telling. I mean, they know what is in store for, for people as they're dragging them out into the woods or making them go on these train rides or whatever. But they're lying the entire time. They're making life shit and then telling people, oh, we're going to move you and it's going to be better. We're going to keep you together. We're going to go here. And so, I mean, it's in every way disingenuous because it's not like, oh, hey, we lied to these people and told them we're taking them on a picnic. And look, they just go to the picnic and now we're going to murder them. And it's right. And they didn't even fight back. Right. Most of the genocides that had happened like this were not common knowledge. So, like, people didn't have any historical context or reason to think that something like Right. Even when this aired, I was saying, uh, you know, not on the tape, but when we were hanging out, mm -hmm. that they had this um, thing with historians. I think it was when it aired in yeah. Germany, this after program that we tried to find and couldn't, where historians were available to answer questions. It was like a follow up program. They were flooded with calls of people being like, well, how could this happen? The angry callers, mm -hmm. the pissed off. And that's, in, you can read that in the Wikipedia about this. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. And when we talked, I thought it was just one night, but I didn't realize they did it every single night of the every showing. Every single night, and they needed more of the story. And they said, yeah, it was like 10,000 calls a night that, that came in from people who were just like, just abhor. I didn't see anything. How, how could this have happened? How do I? How did I grow up here and I didn't know that this happened, you know? Uh, which, 
I mean, that's a fair question, right? Yeah, I also like in the, the Hunter's miniseries that we watched when she shows up and she's like, you know, to some town that was right outside of one mm-hmm. of the bad death camps. Didn't you notice the smell? Didn't you notice yeah, that? She was yeah. <laughs> right. You made some choices here. Yeah. <laughs> whether whether you chose not to see, <laughs> like that that that's. A, a level of privilege that I can't comprehend in this moment is as my family is being dragged this direction and you're sitting over there with your head in the fucking sand being like, oh, well, it's probably just a war a, a factory of some sort. Yeah. I mean, all the adults, I mean, maybe not all, all, but like most of the adults that lived nearby to these camps were forced marched through them. And um, like many of them were made to do the body cleanup and stuff like that. So. They fucking knew. Yeah. But that's, that's, I mean, to, I mean, after they were liberated, like the, oh, right, right. The liberating troops, like, made a point to go round up the local and be like, look at what we did. I mean, which is the kindest thing you could have possibly done? Because I think I would have this deep yearning to machine gun everyone who I saw who I thought might be associated Which with it. The Russians did. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> what was that? It was that? a very different experience on that side of that yeah. border. <laughs> here, here. Well, even when, when Rudy hooks up with them, I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, what are you doing? And then they're like, what actions have you participated in? Tell me about this, tell me about that, you're in. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to the, the Sabor. Sobibor. Sobibor. So, I, but that was a prison camp and they broke out of it. Yeah, it's the one prison camp where the people who were in the camp broke out broke prior out. to liberation. Yeah, um, and that was such an embarrassment for them. They actually closed down that camp. So that, like those actions like that had a, a significant impact. And there, so there's some people who like to play down the impacts of the resistance and disagree over the particulars of this, um, usually along ideological lines, but you cannot deny that having an entire fucking concentration camp closed, like, you can't deny that that had an impact. Absolutely. Um, I, I, now, they'll, they'll split hairs over, well, they just transferred people to other ones, and, you know, in the final days of the, you know, final year of the war, they ramped up the killing and were killing people, you know, they went from killing people 12,000 a month to 12,000 a day. Oh, yeah. They mentioned that. At each individual camp. But they would have done that anyway, and that camp would have been online had it not been for that. Right. Similarly, um, you know, the resistance movement blew up the the large um, gas chambers that where they were able to kill way more people at, at one time. Um, and so, like, that massively slowed down because those were, like, some of the largest gas chambers in the system. So that dramatically slowed down. What I mean, yes, they increased killing, but they would have increased it anyway. Yeah. And those would have 
when they did resist like that, often there was partisans waiting in the woods to help get people away, and people who escaped to be with the partisans had a much higher chance of survival. <laughs> it's also the part of uh, uh, Craig Roosevelt's speech about the logic of political violence. We wrote that book and was doing the book tour for it. That's that's the thing that sticks out the most from that whole talk um, was him saying, you know, explicitly the statistics are just as clear as fucking day. The people who 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 fought back had so much higher of a of a chance of survival than than folks who didn't. I mean, it makes sense just when you say the, the sentence out loud, like, but it's also bullshit to, to argue that like, oh, well, you know, it, 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 you shouldn't have done this act because it just like increased this killing. They were ultimately in, in their own records, their own things all over the place. They're like, this was the goal. We were always going to ramp up. We were all always going to kill everybody. What the, the, in the last year in particular, they were, um, they knew they were losing, but there, you know, there was some in the leadership who were true blue believers in their own lies that, as they show in the like, series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that like Aryanization was really important and that even if they lost the war, it was important that they completed the genocide because that would mean, you know, no matter what happens, that there would be a better future for Germany because it would be all fucking Aryan, which is a fake. Right. Well, and 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 no such thing as there's there's, <laughs> there's that there's that speech by Dorf and uh, in sort of the closing parts of the movie where he's 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 going on about that. He's like, look, even if they catch us doing this, they're gonna respect it. Like, everyone wants to do this, but we're just the ones with the, the drive and the willingness to. Um, and that was really telling and, and, and powerful that they put that in there. Can we talk about his wife for a hot second? Cause oh, yeah. She was just egging him on the whole time. Like I said, it reminded me of uh, Colonel Ty's wife in Battlestar Galactica. Very much, yeah. <laughs> but I think that she is, like supposed to be that whole like middle-class Germany right that's holding its nose and being like no like I was having a little bit of a problem finding a job for a hot minute and now I have all this power I have all this influence I have this wealth um yeah whatever you're doing right now it's worth it it's worth it because we see a future for ourselves where maybe we've robbed and murdered and killed but we're on top exactly there was a lot of Mm-hmm. You know, the, the republic is in peril, you know, the nation is in extreme poverty due to reparations and gone for the Great Depression and all this stuff. And, and then also, like, the political polarization of the parliament made it so that, you know, nothing could get done because there was just, like, a, a very slim majority at any given time. Um, and both of the largest parties that existed 
um, had no interest in the success of the Weimar Republic, but rather had were wanting it to be a failure to a certain degree because they wanted it, they wanted to overthrow the government and install, you know, either a communist government or a fascist government. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and, and it's... <laughs> right. Which they, they definitely, like, started right into that the moment they had power. And it's interesting to, like, we, we sort of jumped all over the place, but that's okay, because, like, if you're listening to this, hopefully you've watched it and are sort of sitting with your feelings about it, or, or if you haven't or watched it... Or you've listened it, to our podcast before and you know that we jump yeah <laughs> but i mean it's 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 difficult and it is all over the place and like having seen it in its totality you know you all the feelings that that, that you have could be in all sorts of different parts and how you understand it and unravel it um i like that the miniseries is very chronological yeah it tries to be yeah because uh, yeah. there are lots of miniseries or movies that jump around and it's pretty confusing this you know starts in what 1935 ends yeah. So we talked about Rudy. Uh, could we maybe for a second, I'd like to talk about the, the cousin Moses, Moses Weiss, yeah. who's doing the Warsaw uh, ghetto revolt kind of stuff. Yeah, so he and is. Now they're, they're, it, does, it doesn't end the same. So when the doctor <laughs> is, uh, when he is, um, gosh, I can't think of the, the word of it when they kick you out of a country. Deported. Ha <laughs> ha, there it is. You got it. Uh, <laughs> goddamn brain. Uh, when he's deported, he goes and lives with his brother, um, Moses, in, his brother, in Warsaw. Sorry. No, it's okay. Um, <laughs> so he goes there, and they walk us through the beginnings of the ghetto there, the building of the ghetto, the physical wall that they actually start building through the city uh, and start really imposing harsher and harsher sanctions um, and, and imprisoning well, folks on the inside. Dr. Weiss. Mm -hmm. At first, he's seeing patients, and then slowly less. And she's still teaching, which I like. The other thing that they eighty percent of the resources that um, that came into the ghettos were smuggled in. That's wild. Yeah. The and other thing we're still starving. The other thing that I think they called out really, really well was that um, the Germans had. Uh, the, the Jews who were living inside the ghettos mobilized their own committees, their own whatever, um, with the specific like goal of having them be the, the, the power. Like, you select the people we're going to take on the trains. You do this work. They, they, didn't, they didn't organize their own committees. The, the union rats were, um, were appointed, and often people right. were just selected at random. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they were, you know, people who are well-respected well in the community, and sometimes they were just, it was just completely random, you, 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 you're in charge. Oh, thanks for the clarification, because that, that wasn't clear the, through the thing. It seemed like they were going after community leaders to... Yeah, and then the, um, the Germans dictated to them the conditions, and then they, it was their duty or whatever to carry out. And a lot of people, I mean, they didn't, they didn't have a choice, really, right. whether or not to do that. It's like, you know, you either do it or you're killed and pick someone else. 
And I think a lot of people are like, well, at least you know, I might be able to get my direct friends or networks from being killed for me. Um, some people really embraced the power and like were just like creepy Michael says, like the the guy who was in charge of the Eat a Rotten Revolt ghetto, like made made money with his face on it and like got really into it and it was really terrible. But for the most part, like I think in how they depicted in this series that, you know, there was people who like took the job seriously and at face value. Right. And and others who saw it for what it was and was like, well, let's just try to use this to the best of our ability to make conditions better. It's one of my favorite uh quotes and i'm not going to get it right in this uh but it's when they're sending the doctor and his wife uh to auschwitz and uh, moses is you know going with them to see him off to the train um and you know they're sending him specifically because he'd opened a clinic right at the at the train station had been oh, yeah. pulling people off saying oh these people are sick they're going to make everyone sick you, you you know you don't want that blah 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 and and they're loading him on on the train and the guy says you know the the cop who is uh in in that group is saying something to the effect of well you know the the germans are going to come for me at some point too and moses looks at him he's like probably not before we do (laughs) 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 it's just so fucking hardcore you're just like god damn man (laughs) like (laughs) and i mean that's that would be a really hard reality too when you're when you're thinking about it. Like, you know, folks who you knew, neighbors, whatnot, who've now been put in this position of power who are carrying out the, these things. Yeah, I should also say too that um, that people who were assigned jobs like the Judenrat were like the you know, policing conditions mm-hmm. um, or the external labor jobs that. Because the, the Germans were also exploiting um, folks from the ghettos to to take them out each day for like day labor mm-hmm. stuff. Um, people who had those positions were given special rations, so they were they were paid, if you will, <laughs> um, uh, like something like four hundred calories a day. Hmm. Um, so it was also a way to survive. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, power would not be enough. I mean... Yeah, because yeah. um, yeah, they were not given enough rations for everyone. It was They were intentionally starving them to death. Right, which is an easier way to explain the, the, all, all these people dying. Well, it's wartime, and we're, we're rationing, and blah, 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 blah. And, ugh. I mean, I know you're like, why the hell are you smiling? I just can't help hitting this thing either with my elbow or my glasses. <laughs> the... it's, it doesn't matter. Even if it's a mile away, my elbow will come down from above. <laughs> uh, the sister Anna disappears pretty early in the in the movie. The one who gets sent to the Nazi mental hospital. And I was really glad that they covered that and yeah. that they actually hired some people with disabilities to represent those folks because... Mm-hmm. It would. I just hate it when 
movies hire fucking actors to like act dopey or something like that to represent folks with developmental disabilities. Just bullshit. Yeah. Although Touched by Love also hired people. They did. They did hire people, but there's, there's, I mean, a, a good handful of folks with Down's Down syndrome who are who are walking out there, and you know, it's when she goes and sees the doctor, he's basically disinterested completely in, in any support of her. You know, just sort of like whatever, 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 whatever. And she's like, Jesus, Jesus Christ, like. Is there anything that you can do? Can't can't she goes on go off to like one of the sanatoriums or something like that to get get some the help that she needs? Because you know that was the flavor of the time too. You know, having big like sanatoriums and things like that where people could go and uh, and recuperate. And then he gets interested all of a sudden. He's like, oh yeah, let's sign her up. She can go right now. Um, and yeah, what's really gross about that whole program is that. It started because of a father writing a letter to the government asking if the government could make it so that he could legally kill his disabled son. Jesus. And so they got the idea um, to, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, I mean, these people are, they had a word for it that translates to useless. Resources, even their own family members don't want them. Um, you know, they're just sitting in these institutions or whatever, and you know, their families can't afford to take care of them, and they can't give anything back to their families. So let's let's just kill them all. Um, they end up killing uh, somewhere around seventy thousand, um, and they had like they got really elaborate with it. They set up all these kill centers. Like they started initially doing it in the hospitals and then they set up special kill centers specifically for this until um, until a bishop uh, spoke out about it and brought public attention and um, and then they they shut down the kill center but they didn't stop killing people in hospitals. Right. They just, it just was less suspicious to the public because of the kill centers. They were just sending people there and then nobody ever saw them again. But with the hospitals, they were like, um, they were used to people being sent there and never being seen again. There was some, some sort of distinction like that that I don't quite understand. Right. And they would get, um, the families would get these fake letters after after that point. They got fake letters. Which we see in this. That, um, you know, oh, yeah. oh, you know, so-and-so's doing okay, blah, blah, blah. And then one day, oh. yeah, they get the letter that, you know, oh. She got pneumonia. Got pneumonia and died. That's a real. But in this, in this, you know, she shows up. I don't think she makes it inside. They just march her yeah, off into I the forest and is, kill her. This is during, this is pretty late in the chronology. So at that point, the kill centers would have been in full swing. So she would have just been taken out. Right. Which they, they go through and show us like the mechanization and the Nazis fretting over, you know, how they're going to murder people and what's efficient and what's, what's working well. They have that weird bus that they're driving folks around in to kill people. And 
Yeah, and um, they were this this happened before they came up with the idea for the the final or total solution. Um, these were the the first victims of the Holocaust. Right. Yes. Heavy and insane and weird that they kept such crazy records of everything, mm-hmm. which is funny because Holocaust survivors are like, "Well, we don't have this." It's like, "Well, we have just crazy." Crazy ass records everywhere that you can still read, and it's like it always makes me think of D and D because they were like you know lawful evil or whatever. They're like wearing uniforms and they were intaking everybody as they came in, taking down their names. It wasn't just it was just weird, right? Because because they, yeah. they were I mean, record keeping of, genocide. Part <laughs> of how people are so easily tricked on that. What actually one of the things that I I love about this series is that they show all the ways in which the Holocaust happens, whereas usually Holocaust shows or films focus on on one of the ways, and if you only know about one of the ways, it can look like they only killed maybe two million people max, but there's so many different ways in which they killed They killed people by shooting them into pits, they went to all the shuttles outside of the cities and completely massacred the whole town by firing squads and um, and then they also uh, you know they did the same thing shooting people into the rivers in the middle of town um, they uh, put people in um, suffocation trains where they made these box cars where they packed people in so tightly and made it airtight and then sent them on a train um, they had uh, they had these like chimneys that they would stuff people into and have them just stand in there crammed together, starving to death or suffocating depending on how tightly they packed them. They uh, they did medical experiments on people. They starved people to death. They mur- just straight murdered people all in all sorts of circumstances, just by like thousands and thousands and thousands of people were murdered in random ways. I yeah, mean, you... it just <laughs> the list goes on and on and on, and that's how you that's how you understand the scope, and like understand oh okay the numbers are not only not exaggerated they're probably a severe murder. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah, the gas chambers came really late in the process. I think many, those many get people had already been murdered by the time they brought the gas chambers in. And so if you only know about the gas chambers, then you're like, oh, well, even according to the research materials, like they're you know not even close to you know six million or whatever. Well, no, that the majority. But I think it's a, people like latch on to the that one piece because it is such a like. I always I, I always kind of think back to it to the exploding whale, um, where it's shocking that it happened, and then you go back into all the different committees that people sat in and like 
you know, how... Yeah, how, how are we going to deal with this? What have we tried before? How has this come? And it's this like progression of evil that has like made it so far down the line that it's like distilled into this like elegant killing machine where they yeah. can just pass yeah. 12,000 people a day through it. And that, yeah. that and stands... Not concentration camps, which are just like right. where you take a, a group of people based on their identity and put them in it and keep them there and maybe you work them to death. That's a concentration camp. Yeah. But you also you don't have to put people directly in concentration camps. Um, but they were making death camps, purpose-built, like we're only taking people to these to for the sole purpose of taking them. And I think that and, and it rightly so stands like stands out to folks and they want to like look 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 where this ended look at what these fucking people did and then then you get idiots who are like oh but the numbers are blah 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 and it's like that is such a end of the program view of things like you, you you've called out like it is shocking that you think that this that's where they started like where did you think that was going to go But they, they take us through all the different types of um, other people that were killed. And they, there's literally you know, a scene where they're showing you the different designations. It's mm -hmm. Jehovah's yeah. Witnesses, uh, gay people. I watched a documentary. I don't remember which one it was. It might be One Nation Under God, where they talked about how they didn't really... When they found out what the pink triangle was for, they actually made some of those people finish their sentences. Right. Mm -hmm. But there was like 12 that they yeah. mentioned. And, the and you have 6 million, but there was other many, 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 many people. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. What were you going to say, the first what? Um, the, the first people who were taken to concentration camps were the, um, the Communist Party leaders, yeah. were the first ones. And then um, shortly followed by... Um, which matches up perfectly with their like cultural like uh backlash shit that they do where they go and they're burning books and everyone's like oh they're burning books and it's like what books are they burning no and it's it, it's you've pointed that out a number of times to me that like look this is not you it's know it's the sex Mm -hmm. yeah, that's what all those famous, you know, photos and stuff of the book burning is them emptying out that that institute's library. Which and, is and it's specifically because um, Hitler in particular is very, very homophobic. And it's like one of one of the reasons that he has Rom, who was the one of the, the original founders of the Nazi party. He has him, him and the other leadership of the, um, the stormtroopers murdered in the Night of the Long Knives, and that's one of the reasons. And that's the reason that he tells everyone in the book, like, they say, oh, we found out he was a deviant, and 
there was a conspiracy to, that they were going to you know, take over the leadership of the party. And, uh, and to some extent, there's like a little bit of truth to that. Like a lot of the, the, the quote unquote um, old fighters of the party saw the, um, the legal path to power as selling out and that, you know, wasn't extremely enough. Um, and that it wasn't exactly what they had envisioned, the Nazi party being poor or whatever. And, and so like, it's, it's interesting that he takes such a particular interest in that minority group and so early on. And it, I think a lot of it is because he sees all these, these groups that he others, he sees them as in a conspiracy together to undermine not only his authority, but like the authority of the, the Aryan race or whatever. Right. And the series takes us through a lot of that. They're infighting and they're, I mean, because the, the, the Tron character gets assassinated, right? He does, yeah. And parts of it, I'm just like, well, okay. It's part of the story. It's an important part of the story yeah. that part of the time I'm like, why are we following them? But I think it, it, we it, need to know. We do need to know what the yeah. the progression of it and and the way that they go about it is actually really smart because they they don't. And I liked that they made Dorf He's not. An ordinary man. He is the ordinary man who walks into it because he needs a job. Yeah, and, and he just he just walks in and he's like, hey, I need a job. And he's like, hey, do you hate the Jews? He's like, I don't know. No, I don't hate do you them. you need me to? Like, I can, I can if, if that's part of the job, but like, I'm just, whatever, I'm neutral. I don't give a shit. He's like, okay, cool. Well, I need, I need that. I need someone like that. And, you know, it, it, the... And how they blame them for Crystal Knob is interesting. Yeah. But they do really... Here's what we'll do. He was just this ordinary person, but he had a lot of the ideas. I was almost like, "Is it really all this guy?" <laughs> I think, but I the. I mean, it might just be that they're using that character to give us all these elements from all these other people. I'm I think sure so. Yeah, I kind of think a maybe, part of that. Like, I, I need here's to look who the it character up, but... we have. Yeah. But his superior Tron guy was real. Yeah. He was a real person. He was. And Himmler, who who is in it later, is real too. And he, he actually he gives a, a a talk in this where they go and they're they're machine gunning people and he's sort of like, That's disgusting. Um and I, I said this at the time when we watched it, but the when we were in Berlin and we were at one of the uh Holocaust memorial sites, you could listen to all these old like speeches and whatnot that people gave. They gave all this great context. And and there was a, a speech from Himmler in there that I listened to where he was talking about, you know, how they needed to take care of each other because they were tasked with such a terrible task that, you know, they were going to make right for, for future generations. But, you know, these people needed to hold their nose and like do the hard work. And, it, and I think they captured it pretty yeah. well in that and moment. He, he was in charge of the, um, the Einsatzgruppen, which was like the, the SS whose job it was to carry out the plans. 
students that they weren't doing machine learning stuff like that. Right. Which is just a really weird moment to have that compassion and like empathy for people who you're working with. To be like, this is really hard on you guys and I get how hard it is on you. While you're asking them to fucking murder and burn people. Yeah, so they didn't give two shits at the beginning, but then they started losing their their guys because they were they were all going off on medical leave because they were losing their fucking minds. Right. And so they were like, We gotta we gotta refigure our strategy. So one of their strategies to keeping these guys was one they came up with better methods for shooting people because initially like they were shooting people so close that their heads were blowing up and it was like they were getting like pieces of people's skulls like coming back as shrapnel in their faces and so they were losing them on medical leave to that um and then just like the the emotional trauma of it because like the people they were having to do this were not like specially brainwashed people or anything it was just like cops and like just ordinary men um and and then it was like ss who were in charge and overseeing it but it was like there's your work a day dude yeah um i mean it wasn't the wehrmacht like it wasn't the the military soldiers they knew they wouldn't be able to get them to do it so it was more like lower status right like cops people like cops yeah exactly cops reservists like that kind of stuff um you're fuck ups who can't do it like yeah, properly and, and so then they um which they do show that they as were well still losing people so they're like okay uh let's think about you know what kind of emotional games we can play with people and that was one of them was like oh i know this is so hard for Oh, you know, it's really upsetting. You know, this is a really dirty job. No one wants to do it, but, you know, you're the ones who are tasked with it. And, you know, if you don't do it, your buddy Greg over there is going to have to do it. And he's going to be doing it for you. And everybody's going to fucking hate your guts because they're, you're making them do your fair share of the, of this, you know, dirty labor or whatever. And like, but also it made it for them like about feeling sorry for themselves, feeling sorry for their, you know, like, colleagues or whatever. And that worked for a little bit, but they were still losing guys. And so that's when they started being like, we got to we gotta do something different entirely. And that's how they started, like, looking into, can we make gas manufacturing? Can we, you know, they started, like, uh, torturing, like, the Polish um, priests and stuff coming up with different ways to kill people efficiently. They had a little window, too. When yeah. The, you know, the pouring of the cyclone being like, oh, a little window. Would you like to look? Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, you know, almost definitely someone's job to watch to make sure, okay, everyone's dead now. We can air it out. You know? Yeah. It's, it's just yeah. part of the, yeah. the once, machine of it. Once they did, once they had the gas chambers None of the Nazis were doing that part. It was all prisoners that were, they had the, the Jean de Canard belts. Right. Um, they showed a guy who was into looking at it, though. Right. Yeah, yeah. So the, the people it. who. He, he was the chemist. Okay. Right, exactly. It was like the, um, the people that 
they had in charge of the program were all people with PhDs and stuff who were like, you know, like PhDs in like pseudosciences. So you know, eugenics and shit like that, and like people who are really, really into it. Mm -hmm. So they were stoked to look in there and be like, look, it's working. The hard work that I'm doing is paying off. Yeah. Fucking, ugh. I, just, I thought it was interesting that they that, that they put that part in there and they had... That, I, that I did too. I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. I've never seen that depicted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like drops of emotion. Yeah, it was, it was hardcore. Again, I mean, heavy, but I would give this a nine or a 10 maybe. Yeah. Well, and uh, it's not, I mean, I, it's weird to compare it to Roots, but but it, it's it's a phenomenon that's similar. The 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 the, the miniseries I mean, itself is taking you through much longer history. Absolutely, yeah. but it's also Roots. Is, I mean, both of these set out with like a we need to tell a story that isn't widely understood right now. Absolutely, and we want to do it the seventies, right? Like, like, to have the dialogue and that everyone actually did listen, right? A lot of people. Well, that, you know, when, when they talked about the viewership in West Germany specifically, it was over 50%. Well, what about that two-minute film we watched? It was just two minutes. Oh, my God. That was so intense. Yeah. And it started like someone was speaking their truth. We couldn't tell exactly what they were saying. Right. And then someone comes up and hits them, right? Yeah. It was a, it was a Jewish couple who were like, no, my family had to leave. We went to Palestine. They're being interviewed after the broadcast. And, you know, the, yeah, we moved back here after, after the war ended. And, you know, this is our story. And, the, yeah, like, someone's screaming in their face. A couple people are screaming in their face. And there's a couple different people who try to, like, exact violence at, the, at that moment. And, like, it's, it's really, like... That you can see on YouTube. Yeah. But there, I mean, these... I mean, the aftermath is, like, it's such a disappointment because there is no justice. No. There is just no. There's, so on the, the western side of Germany, there's these like showy trials, there's like over 200 defendants, but the majority of the leadership escapes, they all get, um, they all get fucking fake IDs and visas through the Red Cross via this fucking Catholic priest guy, and and disappear and, and most of those fuckers died of like old age and other just random life stuff like none of them were fucking brought to justice there was like a little over 20 people out of all the fucking 200 plus defendants who even got any kind of a sentence and most of it was like they got off with really light sentences I mean there was sure there, like anybody there was a lot of hanging there was 12. 12? Yeah. Oh, I was just from YouTube trying to find research for this particular miniseries. Like, oh, you want to, want to watch this hanging? Yeah, like, but they made a really no, big deal of those so during the Nuremberg trials. But yeah. Like, yeah, everybody thinks, like, you know, oh, there was justice was served. And it's like, no. not really. There was a whole hell of a lot more than 12. And, like, most of the leadership were not monks. Like, I mean, a lot of them killed themselves, granted. But... A uh, fuck of a lot of them survived and just got to live normal lives in other countries and stuff. Um, and and like the 
the few that were brought to justice, it was because they, the fucking Israel, like, found them and fucking tried them. It wasn't because the West, like, you know, had a passion for justice and gave two shits. No. Like, the, the people whose homes and businesses were stolen, they never got them back. I mean, the only way they got them back was if they had, like, a, you know, Christian friends or whatever that, that saved their things for them. And that was so, so, so few people. Um, and uh, just unconscionable numbers of them went home and were murdered just for showing their face because people were worried that they were going to have to give their homes or their businesses back to these people. So as soon as they returned, they were just murdered. I mean, it was, there was no fucking justice. There was no fucking real reparations. No. Like, no. people, often people's only option was to to go and, and fight against the free Israel, and then that was a whole fucking horrific, terrible thing to do. A popular song topic that uh, that a couple bands have run about was the Operation Paperclip kind of stuff. Just that mm -hmm. knowledge that, you know, you know America's fucked up and that we we drafted a lot of Nazi scientists into yeah. our intelligence agencies. Like, oh, Jesus. And, like, some of the worst. Some yeah. of the absolute fucking worst people. You know? They're like, oh, you're really talented at this. You can make missiles. You can do this. That's why I like boys from Brazil or the show Nazi Hunters or the idea of JDL and people hunting Nazis and some of them did. And even in that, the movie Hit, mm -hmm. that Billy D. Williams movie, I really like that, which unfortunately led to me having us watch that horrible Night Porter or whatever oh. it was, which is listed in Wikipedia as a film that deals with the Holocaust, and it doesn't. That's just so shocking because... in. By the end of the 70s, there hadn't been a ton of films about the Holocaust to come out. No, this was one of the first. They mentioned Hiding Place in 1975. Fucking Night Porter's one. one of them. Yeah. That gets made early on. <laughs> so I, I want to talk and about... Night Porter is horrible, and you can uh, read our review of it. Do not, I, do not recommend it. Do not watch, yeah. I do think it's important to mention that Russia did not handle things that way. No, no absolutely. Uh, Russia... On the eastern side, uh, rounded up all the fucking Nazis and just murdered all of them. I mean, some of them they did a show trial or whatever, but they murdered every one of those fuckers. And I think, At, like, and and maybe even to like an unreasonable point. I mean, they killed like a hundred thousand. But it makes a lot of sense because, like, of countries that suffered and like suffered hard. I think Russia is, as as a nation, is one of the, the countries, is probably the country that, that, like, had the most people die who weren't, like, just shipped straight to death camps or something like that. Like, yeah, the the yeah. siege at Stalingrad, I mean, yeah. is, is I, I, reading about that, I was just like, I can't even understand this. Like, I'm, I'm reading yeah. the words. And I'm, there was also millions of Russians, like, Russian POWs. Yeah. And so, yeah, I can't just the, the collective like 
fuck you. I mean, it's they're still mad about it. I mean, what you know, one of the, the ways that they that they hyped the Ukraine invasion was by saying, oh, there's like this, the, the, the government is completely a Nazi government there in Ukraine. And like, we can't, you know, ever have, have this thing happen again. Um, and, and, and going after them with that, that sort of propaganda, which, I mean, for the tens of millions that died there, I mean, you can, you can understand when you saw anyone who, who is a viable target I mean, you're wearing a uni- uniform as I'm going to fucking kill you. You will die for the the harm that you've that you've caused me. So I mean, yeah, oof. But I wanted to I want to talk about so I want to wrap up at some point. That's okay. I want to, I want to talk about Sobibor really quick um, it. and why. It's, and I wanted to talk a little bit about the displays because after watching, I was like, well, what happened right after? And I was reading up about that. So when I was a kid growing up, my 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 best friend uh, was, was Jewish and his mom, um, they, they weren't like a, a, a strict practicing family in, in a lot of ways, but every year we watch Escape from Sobibor, which is... Uh, which is what? Keep going. It's a movie? film, yeah. And I, I think it's even a it. 70s film that's uh, about the camps, the camp Sobibor and it, it is a death camp. And there's a... You know, it, it walks you through like a group of people who are there and goes to like the, the, the moment, you know, the movie ends when, when there's the escape and when, when they're taking on everybody. And it's, it was awesome to see that also in this film because it's such, it reminds me a lot of um, Passover um, as, as sort of almost like a holiday sort of thing where it's like as shit as it got, like we made it through this. And it was really fucking hard, and no one had expected us, you know, to live in this moment, but we did. And we fucking, not only did we live, we fought back, we survived. And, you know, there's pride in that. There's pride in, like, uh, this... I mean, a lot of people didn't, but, yeah. like, out of the 600 people who escaped, um, you know, there was, like, a few pins that... Which I think is such a huge thing. I and mean, anyone who would downplay it, I, it's like I don't know if you're if you're dealing in real terms, and, and, and if if this is affecting you on a, a individual basis at all. Because I mean, that literally saved thousands and thousands and thousands of lives. You know, that act of rebellion. Well, even in the Warsaw Ghetto, too. And Absolutely. you mentioned Passover. They're still they're doing the Seder meal while it's like at the bleakest. Yeah. And they take us through that, and I thought that that was very interesting. You were saying that, you know, the easy, the, the simple to understand statistic of, of fighting back and how that helps you to survive. And we're between the 9th and the 13th of the anniversary of Attica, mm-hmm. and they talked about how they get together for one little thing, and that, that gave them, you know, to help them feel good so they can get together for more things, and, and finally shit done it's another interesting history that we could talk about uh at some point because there's an attica documentary that's going to be watched by us and the 1980 but filmed in 79 uh attica dramatization with morgan freeman yeah now we had some issues with the hiding place but i liked the hiding place better than the night border 
They're, they're, they're not comparable. No, but it was, it was interesting that at the end of The Hiding Place, it was like, Billy Graham paid for this and brought to you by Billy Graham. Let's hear from Billy Graham. Right, because it highlighted Christians. What? Because it totally highlighted... So this, I wouldn't, is almost uncomparable to that. Yeah, well, the hiding place, even though there were parts of it that I liked. Oh, it, it is almost uncomparable because the hiding place doesn't deal with the Holocaust. No. Right? The, the hiding place deals with, like, these people making a choice to hide these people and then them having personal uh, repercussions for for doing it. It's not dealing with the, mechan- the, the, the mechanization of murder um, in the same way. That, that kind of goes as an unsaid in the film. Yeah. Um, where this is like, no, look at it. You know, this is this is how it's gonna. This is how it happened. This is how it rolled out. This is how it affected families. When you think about all the unreasonable fucking rules and whatnot, I think of Rudy walking through, uh, uh, not Warsaw, but he where is he? He's in Prague, mm-hmm. and and they they're like, if you're a Jew, you can't own a knapsack. Oh my gosh! You can't. Yeah. You know, just all these, like, basic things. Like, any way that you think you can get out, you can't get out. And we're going to, like, make life as miserable and as impossible as, as as we can through laws and big air quotes on laws, right? Because they're all about doing things in a legal way, you know, manipulating it all so that it, like, on paper was okay. Yeah, so after, after um, Hitler was appointed vice chancellor and then chancellor like the first thing he does is makes a law that um i'm trying to remember what the act was was called but um it makes it so that all lawmaking is transferred from parliament to the cabinet and and that is like the moment that the nazis overthrow the weimar Right. Um, they bring in the stormtroopers into the parliament to intimidate everyone into voting for it. Um, so it's like, you know, essentially you either vote for this act to dissolve your powers to the cabinet or we kill you. Right. Right, right, right here. And then as soon as it's voted in, the cabinet decides to round up and arrest all of the communist party members of the parliament and they're all marched off to Dachau and that's how it all fucking kicks off like they, that's when they like legally seize like truly take power right and that legality is important to them all the way through and, and they weren't voted into power that's another myth they actually like lost the election so bad that Hitler was like ready to kill himself. But then um, uh, von Hindenburg and von Papen um, come up with this idea to form a majority parliament by making a, what do you call it a coalition. The Nazi Party and the Conservative Party, and that gives them power for von Hindenburg to stay in power. 
because uh, otherwise, if the if the liberals and the communists had gone into a coalition, they would have had a supermajority. But the liberals refused uh, because they were they didn't. Conservative party, on the other hand, like didn't give like, a shit. Fuck it, like let's just go. You know, if we go into coalition with this, you know, radical right wing party that wants to overthrow the government, we can control them by bringing them in. But then they made the key mistake of giving the party leaders too much power like immediately, and then they couldn't control them anymore. Right. Avalanche started. Yeah. You wanted to cover some of the, the afters? Uh, yeah, but also, I hope you've enjoyed our discussion of the <laughs> miniseries The Holocaust. I think we've, we've covered the miniseries pretty well. I've covered we a, a lot We can talk about it. it at another time. I'm kind of spent on this stuff at this point. But it's a lot, and I think it's and okay. We didn't mention Meryl Streep enough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not her show, and that's fine. And it's interesting that she took this for the reasons that she did. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it was um, everybody was, it was supporting everybody. It was good. It wasn't just and James Woods, who was a shitty person. Terrible. Fuck fine. you, James Woods. It's fine. It's fine to show like how you know because there was a lot of like intermarriages like that, and, mm-hmm. and it was good to show what that was like for those people. One thing that one bit of criticism that this uh, miniseries got that I thought was interesting on point and inevitable was that, you know, they sold ads for this. This wasn't a, the more you should know moment for, for television. This was a fucking Clorox sponsored uh, yeah. television show. And they're like, yeah, it's a great message. How dare you fucking make money off of it? How dare you take, this tragedy I saw and like, that, but it's almost unnecessary to get it on the, the air. They could well, have done it without advertisements. I, I don't think should. that it, it gets made or broadcast or cared about if it's if it is not done with hey if it's not done through the standard way that Hollywood does things, which I'm not saying is right. I'm just saying <laughs> in, in a way it was better than where it wasn't like, you know, the triumph of the family dream. The Holocaust will return. <laughs> After we sell you Rolades. <laughs> and if I was Rolades, I'd be like, whoa, 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 don't put us with this shit. <laughs> well, I, I so I read that criticism and I was like, okay, but you want to get it on the tape. And it was painstaking that this, this, doc, this documentary, that this miniseries tried to get everything that it could on the tube. Yeah, no, I I, I I think that's an unfair... So I applaud it. I, I mean, I think it's fair in that, like, you shouldn't make money on peop- on on that, on, on a fucking Holocaust. Heard. absolutely. Right. And I don't <laughs> think this gets made if, it, if if that sort of thing doesn't happen in, in the context of when it was made right. and how it was made. I don't think it gets made today. Yeah. Maybe at all. Hmm. Yeah, and good luck getting that on the Right, especially with like, the with denial is so widespread at this point amongst 
But I mean, I, I don't know that either of the moments of Roots or the Holocaust as a as an event, the way that they happened at that point, could happen today. Like, oh no, not at all. The, uh, and the streaming and you know, right? Not gonna be able to watch it at the time. Spoilers and <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just I. This was everybody sat down and I, then actually discussed it. And I think that's such uh, an aberration of, from from where we are today that I don't think people could even like understand. Like, hey, what did you do last night? Oh, we all went to the bar and watched the Holocaust together. At a bar. At a bar. Too, yeah. And because, I mean, we were sitting with our friend Jesse last night who was talking about one of uh, one of his uh, family friends who was living in West Germany at the time of, the sh- of this. Uh, it showed in 79 there. Um, and that people gathered every, every week when they, you know, when another episode came out and watched this and went through it together and had those talks, called those numbers in to like really go through that stuff. And I, I, I think about that in, says, Fuck you, in this moment <laughs> in time, and it, it, it might be able to happen, but it could not happen like that. So I'm, I'm thankful for it because I think it, it in both situations, it has a, it, it has that deep conversation um, or at least the start of a conversation that everyone really needed to have. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad we went through this together. I don't think there's another one like this or Roots that we have to do. <laughs> Joseph Stalin, the miniseries. Wait, we're not going to do V? We <laughs> He is 80s, oh, and right. I think there's like North and South or some shit. <laughs> there's Thornburg, but nothing like this. Right. So. I don't mind it. I think, you know, things like this really scare me, but like, that's how I cope. It's like, I, I study it. Right. Yeah. I also think that, like, as you're going through this, it's okay to, like, take time, do it with friends do it in a way that like really gives you space to talk about it and like feel your feelings with it. Um, cause it, it is scary. It is a difficult, both, both of those honestly are, um, and, and are worthwhile, uh, taking the moment for. So yeah. Thank both of you, uh, for, for watching it with me. Cause I don't, it's, it's one that I'm definitely glad I watched. Uh, it's been on the list for a while. It would have been hard to sit down by, you know, on your own and really like. Oh, it was nice that it wasn't six, that it was five, so that we could take a little bit of a breather. Mm-hmm. A constant. <laughs> uh, want to wrap up? Want to score? I already scored. You did score nine ten. Nine ten. Thumbs up. All the way up. Thumbs down. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be interesting at this. I'm gonna, and here's why. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think I'm also going to give it a 10 uh, for all the reasons I already said. I mean, again, I mentioned it a couple times. I can't figure out if Moriarty is a good actor in this or not. Because <laughs> he's kind of playing a person who is just affected by all this. And I can't tell if that's his acting. It's just kind of a blank slate. Mm-hmm. It's like, is he a really good actor? Or a really bad actor? Don't know. I think it, I think he does a pretty decent job with most. Those. You do okay because I think he's hard on him. It, it bugged me because I think he is an amalgamation but character. His character bugged me. Yeah, like, 
but I think I think he is like like you pointed out. I think he is an amalgamation character of a bunch of different like ideas, and he's supposed to represent sort of that centrist German who is like but in it in now. The I mentioned it in, in the write-up. That, yeah. I mentioned in the write-up that you know he's like we'll be able to help you. Don't even ask. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, well, now we're here. You're asking, and I told you not to ask. Right. Ugh. No, he's he's barf worthy, and, and the, beyond. I mean, because he goes worse than I thought he was gonna go. And the worst, because I just thought he was just gonna be a soldier. Right. And what pisses me off is that he kills himself at the end. You know, the guy's like, "I should shoot you right here," and I'm like, "Yay, shoot him right there!" Like, <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't. You know, they're all like, "Oh, let's let's get you in front of a court." And if he honestly, if he'd stayed and just gone through the whole court thing. Oh, he suicides himself, right? Doesn't he take he takes a su- uh, cyanide Was, pill. Did a lot of people do that? Yeah. Those, those things did exist. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Silly spy movie things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they okay. either poisoned themselves or shot themselves. But it's bullshit. And and that's 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 the Trump lesson of things, right? Just because you're just because you did things and you were wrong doesn't mean that you have to take responsibility for it or have accountability for it. Boo! <laughs> so I mean, I guess I'm glad he killed himself, and that probably no one would have. Um, but also, you know, would have been nice if someone had. Um, yeah, yeah Hitler right, and, and Goebbels killed themselves the same day. Maybe. No, Hitler went to South America. Remember James Mason? April, Mason. April 30th, <laughs> ten days after his birthday. <laughs> Little cyanide <laughs> cake. No, they, they shot themselves. Um, and Goebbels killed his family. He killed himself. Yeah. His kids and his wife. And his... I want to eat chips. Yeah. Fresh pause. Uh, well, let's let's just let's just go ahead and end it. Thanks for for listening today. Uh, if you'd like to be part of the conversation, which I hope you do, um, I'm just gonna go ahead and. Cut your mic. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, you can find us on uh, Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Mastodon. And you can find us on all those places by um, looking up a decade under the influence. If you're on Twitter, leave. Um, and <laughs> probably most of the other places. What if you're on too. X? Uh, yeah, leave. Leave. Uh, because if there is a story that maybe. Uh, parallels the the things in the movie that or the miniseries that we just watched and anti-Semitism as a rise. Probably the rise of uh, Elon Musk and X is exactly that. Um, thanks. You press the button. Don't even say thanks. Then boom. Bye. <laughs>